Hello, and welcome to Chatter in the Skull. I'm your host, Noah Witherspoon. Today, we're covering a very important problem. So, we're starting with the international report. Then, we're going to get into the Macron-Biden alliance, Trump's remarks on terminating parts of the Constitution, Gavin Newsom's absolutely ridiculous reparations policymaking, the Senate win for the Democrats, and a happy little personal story to end it off. Let's get into the show. Welcome back, and welcome to the International Report. Today we're discussing the controversy in China. Huge protests are sweeping the nation, and what started the entire collection of demonstrations was an apartment building that burned down due to the blocked doors from China's zero-COVID policy. No one was able to evade the wafting flames, but the issue started much longer before this dreadful incident. Chinese President Xi Jinping initiated the zero-COVID policy on an almost fantastical dream of no COVID in the place COVID originated. It's always sad to see something so problematic implemented into law, but what's worse is seeing people get hurt, and that's exactly what's happening in China. Thankfully, the Chinese people are standing up to his ruthless tyranny. Now, we'll go to a musical break for all of you to enjoy. Charter in the Skull will be right back. That was Kevin McLeod's Consort for Brass. Thanks for staying with us, and we hope you enjoyed that musical break. We're all aware that it's a bit difficult to digest political information, especially in this day and age. So, we truly do hope that helped you. The Macron-Biden alliance shows how deeply Biden is stuffed into the pockets of almost everyone on the international scale, including liberals. Biden agreed with Macron on El almost everything in their most recent press conference, and of course, one major thing he agrees with is climate change. Well, let me tell you a bit about this climate change agenda. 
but first of all, I want to commend my previous science teachers and current science teacher for giving me the tools to understand this type of knowledge. First off, the Paris Accords was a political strategy created to advance the legacy of Obama and to advance Macron's chances of winning a re-election, so liberals, please stop mentioning that. The climate change agenda is a massive promotion for electric vehicles anyway, which sure don't directly emit carbon, but they emit carbon in what, a dozen other ways? They're mined, lithium batteries are mined with carbon emitting machines. Then they're transferred with carbon emitting trucks, transferred to a factory when they're then made into batteries, which are made by carbon emitting machines once again. Then they're transferred to the factory where they make your car, which also emits carbon. Then that car is transferred to you, which is on a vehicle that emits carbon. Once you charge that car, guess where it goes? The energy grid. And what does that release? Carbon. So, does that seem very carbon neutral to you or me? It doesn't. Of course, it doesn't directly emit carbon, but it emits carbon in a lot of ways. And trust me, that's more than a gas car <laughs> emits carbon. So, if that's what you want, then that's what you want. But that's not what I want, because I see the truth. And the truth is, the climate is always changing. So why not embrace it? Right after this, I'll talk about Trump's remarks about abolishing parts of the Constitution. Welcome back. As you all know, I've been a capitalistic conservative throughout my entire tenure hosting this show. So of course, I'd support Trump. But what I don't think people understand is I don't support everything he does. This is one of those things. Trumpism as a whole is good for the nation. But I feel Trump says some disreputable things sometimes. And I think this was a disgrace to his presidential campaign because it's going to be rehashed and shoved into our faces in the news cycle when he runs. Along with other lies and ridiculousness, I personally disdain what Trump said, but we all know he wouldn't dare go against the Constitution for real. That would be terrible to his political career. His handlers would stop him as soon as he mentions it. Most of America's conservatives are constitutionalists like me. Anyway, so, why would you eliminate a huge demographic like that? Of course, as I said, Trumpism is great, but when hints of totalitarianism are sprinkled in as a spice, it goes sour. Right after this, we'll talk about Gavin Newsom's absolutely ridiculous future reparations policy. You all know what time it is. It's Christmas time. And everyone here at Witherspoon Living hopes you're in the holiday season. Now, of course, we're here to bring you joy, cheer, but we're also here to bring you the best gardening tips, the best cooking tips, and of course, the best decoration tips. So, join us, won't you? Link in podcast description.
Welcome back. Gavin Newsom is a terrible governor, and it's worse he has connections to the White House. This new reparations policy is most likely going to kill the Californian economy. There won't be any money left when you're trying to give over $200,000 per black resident. That number was determined by multiple sources, Fox News, Daily Mail, Newsweek. The New York Post reported this will cost around over $500 billion. Yes, billion with a B. I know a word to describe this that also starts with a B. Bad. This legislation is bad, the cost is bad, and the economy is going to be bad if this policy is passed along. Right after this, I'll talk about the Senate win for the Democrats. Welcome back. The Senate campaign endorsements for the Democrats were filled with old donkeys like Obama, Hillary, and of course others. The Republican campaigns only had one kingmaker, and that's Trump. I think an extremely demonizing part of our campaigns were we only had freshmen. There were absolutely no senior congressmen or congresswomen. I didn't see much. But Trump is a great endorsement for rural America. Unfortunately, urbanized conservative communities in suburbia want to see a new candidate and kingmaker. We gave them new candidates, we didn't give them a new kingmaker. I think that was a major problem. Now, if you can turn freshmen congressmen into actual members with seniority and endorse them in 2026, by that time we'll win back the House, Senate, and on top of all that, we may have a new Republican kingmaker slash candidate in the White House. Make sure to catch my next episode of Chattering the Skull to find out who I think should be the new GOP kingmaker. I'm Noah Witherspoon. Have a great day or night.